There's a place here at the table Your coats go by the door You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor I hope you wore elastic Cause your waistband's gonna get tight Take time's done, we're having a night Hey guys, it's Sophie and Ari the at the same, same time <laughs> One mic well, guys, in case you didn't know, this is Having a Night, the podcast dedicated to reviving the last art of the dinner party, baby. <laughs> Woo! This week, we'll, we are talking about spring cleaning, out with the old, in with the new, just turning over a new leaf. What are all these expressions? I know you're really spring going hard on this. busting out all over. <laughs> I'm actually really excited about this because I did a little bit of spring cleaning at my parents' house. This past weekend, I cleaned out their refrigerator because they're gone. When nobody's there, it's very easy to clean. Tell me about this. Oh, I can't wait to delve into it, but can, will you first tell me about what you ate this week? Also, I forgot what I ate this week, so. Well, I did tell you earlier, and I'll tell all of our listeners now, I cooked a steak. I'm actually getting frustrated just uh, remembering <laughs> what happened. Bought these gorgeous steaks from- What cut? Um, they were uh, ribeye. Boneless. Okay. So like fatty. Yes. And like super, like really, really thick. Mm. Like at least two inches. Wow. Like caveman. Yeah. And I I cook steaks a fair amount. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, I just completely overdid them. And it's, I want to talk a little bit about this fine line between being able to follow a recipe and like, and I think that is a skill, like just doing the recipe and oh, also... Yeah knowing when to improvise and trusting your instincts because, or, or maybe, uh, trusting the meat thermometer in this case over your own instincts. Oh dude, meat thermometers <sighs> screw up. You know, my dad and I cook a lot together and every single time we use the meat thermometer, whether it's chicken, beef, doesn't matter. Let's say for chicken, you put it in, it's like 129 degrees. Okay, great. So it has another 40 degrees, you know, just under 40 degrees to go. Put it in two minutes later, 185 degrees. Right. It's so I kind of don't really, I love my thermo pen, but I'm like, I don't really trust it. I don't really trust it either. Anyway, so because it was so, these steaks were so thick, I was like, I'm not sure if they're done. But yeah. I mean, I had an incredible sear on both of both sides, all four, all three sides, one, two, four sides. Yeah. Four sides, you know, geometry. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> And it was gorgeous, and but the meat thermometer was like reading around a hundred, and I was like, "Fuck, I, I believe it because these are three inches thick." I threw it in the oven at three hundred for four minutes. Four minutes—that's it. It was, and like brown. when you cut into it, the whole thing brown. That's insane. Like I wanted to weep. I was so angry and upset. It still tasted good, but just yeah. still like, ugh. I mean, I do think really good quality beef, even though I never want to see it well done. If it has enough marbling, then you can still taste something. Yeah. That's very upsetting. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you had that experience, Ari. It's My okay. heart goes out to you. <laughs> it's okay. You know, live and learn. I just, sometimes I get down on myself because I'm like, I cook steak all the time. It isn't like, oh, I'm doing this and I haven't done it in a while. Right. So you think practice makes perfect, but then you fuck up every now and then and you're like, what the, what the hell? But I also think like meat can be very temperamental in that yeah. way. It's like, I also know people who are like, oh yeah, I never use the thermometer. I use the, right. the you know, the palm of my hand for right. like, 
but everybody's hand feels different. Like it's, it's very hard. I think unless you're always getting the same cut from the same butcher, from the same purveyor, you know, it is hard. And the ovens, sometimes it might've said 300. It might've been like 450. Although four minutes is just like no time. Anyway, we'll never get to the bottom of this, but what do you think you would do differently next time? I wouldn't have put it in the oven, I think. Would you ever, I guess you probably like want to serve it and have it look beautiful, but would you ever just like cut it in half and see how it looks? Definitely. Yeah. I would. Because sometimes I'll do that and it's like still bright red inside and then I'll just just keep cooking it. Yeah. Yeah. I handmade pasta nice. this weekend. Nice. We did not have doppio zero flour, which if our listeners don't know, that's double zero, which means it's like extra finely milled. So I used regular unbleached flour. Totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. In fact, I almost felt like the dough came together quicker for some reason. Mm. Like it got kind of silkier. Yeah. So I did that. And then I bought some of those, you know, main hot house tomatoes that I love mm-hmm. and just like cooked those down in a little bit of garlic and olive oil. And then we got fresh mozzarella from Italy and I cut it up and it was like so good. really good. I know. So good. Something about melted mozzarella, man. I know it's cheesy. It's like, I think in Italy they would probably never make that, but it's perfect. Uh, maybe the, we'll find some Italians who yeah. would. Also, well, who cares? They must. I'm Italian American. What do you want? Oh <laughs> well, okay. So let me get into my little spring cleaning that I did Please. this weekend. So I went up to my parents' house where, you know, I've been semi-quarantined on and off with Harry for like the last year. My parents are now gone, so I had the rule of the roost, or whatever you say. Oh, my God. So they are the – really, I would say it's my dad is the king of, like, keeping condiments so far past their due date that it's, like, I'm totally into keeping things a year past, a few months past. But once something has blue mold on it, it's It's got to go. go. It's got to (laughs) go. Squirrel, it's got to go. It's Exactly. It's got to go. So I got rid of a lot of that stuff. And then I rearranged their refrigerator, which I really want to talk about, but I don't, I don't know if we're there yet, but it was getting rid of a lot of stuff. And to me, it's very important to be able to see everything in my refrigerator. Difficult. It's a deep space. That's what's weird. So their fridge is very Very deep. deep. My fridge is much less deep. My fridge is much smaller, I guess. Yeah. Their fridge is like your arm gets lost in it. So what do you do? Yeah. You know? How much did you leave in there? Like how, what percentage full was the fridge when you started and where did you get? Let's say, let's give it a 75% full. And I think I got it down to a 40% because one of the things that I did was I, they had two drawers and they had three shelves. So like four spaces, I got rid of a shelf and I got rid of a drawer. So all of a sudden you can actually see stuff. Yeah. And like, I sometimes think the drawers stop the light. Because the light is always in the ceiling. Uh So the light's in the ceiling. And so everybody is like crowding these spaces up top. All of a sudden you can't see anything on the bottom. Plus you add in two drawers and suddenly it's like the bottom is a black hole. Yeah. So getting rid of that suddenly made the whole thing feel so much more open. Interesting. And then I also moved. They always keep all of their drinks like milk, wine, whatever on the top shelf. Mm -hmm. And I moved everything to the bottom shelf. Those tall things that are kind of blocking the light, uh-huh, suddenly the light. they're on. The, it's really the light is wow. what I'm coming to. Well, can I give you some, uh, can I drop some knowledge oh, about, yeah. about fridges yes, that I please. learned today? So the top space is actually going to be the warmest in all of the fridge. Wait, I literally on the same dock just put in 
higher shelves have most consistent tapenar the coldest. Where did oh, you no. see that? I saw it on some dumb website. Well, oh, I don't Fuck. know. Well, I okay, tell me what you learned. I've heard that the top can be the warmest and that actually you should never put your egg. Most people put their eggs up there or mm. in the um, the egg little right. area in the door, which you should definitely never do because that gets the warmest. Right. So you should put like condiments in the door. Yes. Things this that I learned. don't go bad. And and but like milk and eggs, the middle is the most consistent, I've heard. Oh my God, I read the exact opposite. That's oh, so funny. Is, wait, well, okay. but my question is also like, how much are the consistencies varying right. in refrigerators? Think, yeah. You know, I'm like, not that oh no, your eggs got a three second burst of 68 degree air. Like yeah. they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Just yeah. don't let, leave them sitting there for a month. Right. I, I did read, though, and I think this must be correct, that optimal uh, space usage, you should have – your fridge should never be more than two-thirds full just so that air can – the cold air can circulate. Because I've definitely experienced, like, overcrowding the vent where the air comes out, and then yeah. they get icy, and then exactly. everything warm. Oh, my God. I have, like, a vivid memory, a visceral vivid memory of, like, getting parsley out from the back mm-hmm. of the refrigerator, and it's covered in ice, and then yeah. you cannot use it. Terrible. Yeah. But the converse yeah. thing is that it should never, it should never be completely empty. Oh, why not? Because I guess that can fuck with the circulation too. Like you should always at least have like a couple of water bottles in there. Like it just, some, I don't know, something about having something in there helps. Maybe it gets too cold with nothing in there. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, although you can change the temperature on a lot of fridges nowadays. Yeah. And but. then apparently the um, you should always make use of uh, the drawers, the veg drawer and the fruit drawer, and and try and actually put the veg in one and the fruit in one because it's high, high humidity, humidity and low yes. humidity. So this is what I was reading about, and then I so high humidity is for leafy greens, lettuce, etc., things that like actually need humidity to stay nice and crisp, i.e., the crisper drawer. Low humidity is for things like apples, fruits, because they let off ethylene. What kind of gas yeah, is it? Ethanol, ethylene. Eth- I put, eth- yeah, ethylene. Ethylene. Avocados, although I, why would you put your avocados in the refrigerator? Um, unless they're- They're ready to they're go. They're getting there. Yeah. But um, they go in the low humidity drawer so that the gases don't make everything age. But then I go to look at my refrigerator. There's only one drawer, and it doesn't say if it's high or low. There's no humidity control. Uh, yeah. I, I'm like, huh? I wonder if it's one of those things much like uh, a thermostat in a shitty hotel room. Yeah. Like, it says I have control over this, but I totally. don't. Like, really? Those two drawers have different humidity settings? Right. In my shitty-ass fridge in my rental apartment? Like, no way. Totally. I think They're you're right. they drawers. I think that's just a them. fucking drawer. Yeah. We're like, I'm going to assume it's high humidity because my lettuce does well in them. Yeah. Unless, unless it's because for you, like for you to not put those two things together, like maybe the temperature is more humid when you put lettuces in one because they give off something that keeps it humid or me. I I don't know. I think it's, and I think there are fridges that really do that. Like Mm -hmm. my parents' fridge, which I am now so intimately familiar with, has a whole drawer that's like a middle drawer. So it's like there's the top section, which right. is a, you know, what about, what's this thing called? A door. A door. <laughs> what about this dance move right here? Yeah, and this here. <laughs> and then below that totally separate compartment is like a high humidity crisper drawer. Uh-huh. So like that I can see. But in mine, it's like, yeah, there's a door and then there's some shitty plastic drawer that whatever. So that's where I got to in my sleuthing. What was the scariest thing you found? 
Well, so here's the problem. The reason why I cleaned out the fridge is because there was a smell emanating from the fucking refrigerator. Yeah. Where every time you open it, I could be sitting in the you living room and I was like, oh my God. And since we all know I'm a super smeller, yeah. I was like, I got to do something about this. Really the culprit is the fact that my dad has been making kimchi yeah. and not putting it into like airtight containers. Mm. It's all in like a plastic container that we've had for five years. Right, so yeah. like, obviously <laughs> it's smelling up the joint. So I moved that to a separate area. Got it. But then let's see the scariest thing I found. I mean, there were some things that, that had some real growth mm-hmm. on them. Ooh, I hate some mold. Well, and because we're so crazy about like not throwing stuff out, I would obviously throw out the food and then keep the container. So like you have to oh. decant. So you're like decanting the mold. I mean, right. it's like no, a whole really, thing. I, Just trying to hold my breath and hope it doesn't take up residence in my brain. Oof. Yeah, I we were, I was going through the fridge up in uh, in Connecticut and found some real gems, some um, hot fudge sauce and oh, caramel sauce, yep. like on the bottom of the door. <laughs> like that's like no one looks there. Right. You know what I mean? What is down there? I don't know. Right. That were from like two years ago. It's like. These, someone had an idea to have like a Sunday party and got them and used like one scoop. They're both really full. And it's just like, how are these still sitting here? Oh, you're lucky that those are from two years ago. I found jams that are from, so the house was built in 2008. I found jams from 2008. And when I've, I've approached my father, cause I cleaned it out over quarantine too. I've approached my father and been like, okay, so this literally says 2008 on it. And he's like. But it's just jam. It's fine. No, it's still it, no, good. It's I love them. No, it's not just jam. It's not like now. It's just ice crystals. Yeah. No. With like white dots all over it. I'm like, uh, wait. This is completely irrelevant. But speaking, you said ice crystals. I started, and we're talking about jam. I started thinking about crystallizing sugar. Crystallizing. Do you know that honey when it crystallizes? That's like doesn't mean that you have to not throw it out. But it just it. It's fine. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just put... Well, honey weirdly is one of these things that basically lasts forever. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so cool because I think it's technically... First of all, it's like an antiseptic. Basically, nothing can really penetrate it. It's like if right. you had... It's like water if, resistant. Yes, exactly. So it's like if you used a knife that you had just used in butter... Yes. ...in your honey jar, that could potentially contaminate it. it. Yeah. So like as long as it's just honey, it can basically last forever, which is like fucking magic. Here's my follow-up question. Final thoughts. What if you have like a hot honey? Because we have some hot honey that's really old and it's really crystally. I would just put it under hot water. And see if it melts. Yeah. And it will definitely melt. And then just taste it if it tastes disgusting. Oh, then don't worry about it at all. If you see that something is out of date, are you like, okay, it's going? Or do you look at it, smell it first? It depends on what. Obviously, if there's mold, I'm... Yeah. (laughs) The exception being cheese, a hard cheese. Like if if there's some mold on some beautiful chunk of like parm or something, I'm just going to cut that part off. But yeah, for if it's like a jam, if it's something like that, I'm I'm dumping the whole thing, washing out the container, recycling it, right. or reusing it. But f- yeah, if you if you have like a mustard, smells normal, looks normal, tastes I'll normal, yeah, same. I'm not worried because some of those past due dates, I'm like that was created by the company because they want to sell more. Yeah. I'm like mustard lasts for a long fucking time. Yes, they want to sell more and protect themselves in case you do get sick and sue them. Yeah. What's your stance on dried herbs, spices? 
So I know that they have expiration dates and I think it's mostly because the, uh, they just, they don't go bad, but they just lose all their flavor and kick, which makes sense. And I've actually, I think I told you this, I've been trying to be way more heavy handed with my spices Mm. to kind of go through them more and and like no one wants that ground cumin that you've like had in your spice drawer for 10 years and you like brought it with you from your old apartment right, exactly. you should be using that it's I a know. small amount that's why they're cheap i'm almost like i mean i don't want to move because i love it here but i'm almost like if only i moved apartments so i had an excuse to use up all my spices or get right. new spices right. because my spice drawer you know it's like you're cooking one meal and it calls for za'atar mm-hmm. so you go and you buy your za'atar and then you don't use it again for another year, mm-hmm. I have spices in there that have been with me since Yale drama Wow, that have been with me for seven fucking years. Wow. Yeah. And Let's it's so true party. because I was at a spice party. Yeah. Oh, you oh know, what would be a fun idea would be to do like, it's, it's a spice party where everybody just makes their own spice blends. Or you like send everybody home with like a little spice blend. Little do they know. It's just like my ancient fucking yes. spice. Well, we should try and use a bunch of it. Yes. Like make a bunch of dishes using a, a lot of spices. It's a fun idea. And also we have to dress like the Spice Girls. Oh, oh my God. My favorite of all time. Oh my God. I love them so much. I loved Spice World. What a movie. Like what are, what are some spices that you can see in your mind's eye, like in your drawers that you just have not used in forever? Well. Now you don't have drawers. Right. I know. But like it, back when you were in Brooklyn, are you like, oh, right. I bought that thing of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like until very recently during the pandemic, I was way more of a f- using fresh herbs yeah. than spices type of gal. Oh, same. So I feel like I I had like garlic granules that I never oh, used, yeah. which actually sometimes if you just put some with like some sautéed spinach, like yeah. it's good. Well, I feel like powdered garlic is a funny thing. People throw so much shade on it. It's literally just dried garlic. Yeah, it's fine. Ground up. It's yeah. actually quite delicious. Yeah. And same with onion powder, mm-hmm. which I've been using a lot more of. I'm a, well, I'm a both, <laughs> what a shock. I'm a both person where I'm like, I of course want to use fresh herbs, but I love to use spices. I mean, I love to use like hot pepper, of course, cumin. I use a lot of, mm-hmm. I don't use so much turmeric, but like cayenne, smoked paprika, mm-hmm. Aleppo pepper. Oh, I need some new Aleppo pepper. Thank you. But my theory about the spices is like, I think they lose their flavor, but mm-hmm. it doesn't go away completely. So if it mm-hmm. used to call for half a teaspoon, try three quarters of a teaspoon. Right. And like, just see how it goes, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just made a chimichurri that called for cumin and it turns out I have three cumins. Oh. And that was really. Oh, I'll take one. Please. Oh, great. I have a totally unopened one. It's oh. yours. Yeah, Got your name on it, baby. Woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. What do you keep in your pantry versus your refrigerator? Wow. Hot topic. Wow. Okay. Because P.S. when we were just talking about the fridge, my eggs are out on my counter. You're so frank. But the thing is that Harry taught me, so these are eggs from our chickens, so you can keep them right. out. If they never went in. Right? Went into the refrigerator. If they never went into the chicken. No. (laughs) No. So basically, in America, farms are required to wash their eggs. And in washing the eggs, it actually gets rid of, like, this membrane that allows you to keep them outside. So in other countries, that's why everybody keeps them outside. Yeah. So it's just a fucked up American thing. So if if you happen to have a chicken or someone who lives near you has chicken, you can keep your eggs out on your counter. 
Just FYI. Thank you. Isn't that crazy? Anyway. So, okay. What do you keep out? What do you keep in? Okay. I, uh, I'm keeping in mustard. I mustard. And I'm, and I'm going to say mayonnaise because I have some weird memory of like someone being like, no, mayonnaise is also shelf stable after it's been opened. But I'm like, how can that be? Maybe it was that, probably that me in our like mayo episode. Weird dream. <laughs> no, it was not you. <laughs> um, I am keeping like maybe like a very raw almond butter stored upside down. Yep. Uh, I am keeping, I am, there's more things that I'm not keeping than I am. I'm keeping Great. a kimchi, obviously, yeah. a miso. I am not, ooh, here, add to the list of things you are keeping in, because mine is not that controversial. I have a really nice hoisin sauce that yep. I'm keeping in. I keep my yuzu kosho in there. Yep. Um, I'm to buy some. I also have an unopened yuzu kosho. No, it's you yours. Have, I swear. You have that. You ha- no, I have two, and oh I also live God. above a Japanese store. I know. Somebody brought me one, which is why I have two. Um, hemp seeds I'm keeping in there. Wheat germ. I make these, like, Swedish knäckebrot crackers that have a little bit of wheat germ in them. And I had stored my wheat germ. I didn't realize it needed refrigeration. Do you have bugs? I took it. No bugs, thank God. Oh, knock on wood. That's my biggest nightmare. I took it out. I opened the container and it must emit some crazy gases. Ew, ew, ew. It like, I almost fainted. It was so ew. pungent. It was like ammonia. <laughs> and then I, I, t- I tossed so it out and I, no, 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 no. It's just, it literally yeah. looks the same. But I think because it's like a ground up, because it's like a pulverized thing, it's more alive, right? Than if it's like, if you think about a flaxseed. Yeah. Like a flaxseed is whole and contained within its little unit. Yeah. As soon as you break it up, like everything that's inside of it starts to mix up, right? So it's like all of the different elements of it start to. Sure. That's why you're supposed to have ground flax seeds and not whole flax seeds because you can digest them better because it has the enzymes. So I guess that's what happened. Oh. I put the container in the dishwasher. The whole thing. It smelled so bad. I had to throw it out. It was oh like God. the whole container. Everything it was. Wow. My my garbage disposal smelled of it for like three oh days. It was God. so intense. So that has to go Note in the self. refrigerator. Definitely. In the, oh, I put sesame seeds in the refrigerator. Shit, I should do that. I if you use them fast enough. If you use them fast enough. But yeah. I am really partial to. I love the giant Japanese containers of the roasted sesame seeds. Yeah, they're great. And those do take a while, although I use them quite liberally. But they can go rancid. And yeah. I don't want to buy, like, those little – I hate, like, the sesame seeds in the spice aisle with the rest Same. of the spices. I'm like, what is this? I I'm actually go to a bulk store that has black and white sesame mm. seeds, and then I just buy them in bulk. But then they're sitting in these huge containers, right. and it's like, Tingle I got to get through them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have some old spices. Have you ever had spike? No. Oh, my God. It's like an old-school hippie like spice mix. That is one of my favorite things in the world. Spice and spike and Bragg's amino acids. And I've had a bottle of spike probably for 10 years since maybe before grad school. And it's just taken me a long time to get through it. But listen, it still has so much flavor. It's so great guys. If you have uh, health food stores near you, please go and buy some classic spike. Oh, I have seen this spike. Oh, very cute packaging. It's very kind of like, I don't even know, like 70s. Oh, super 70s. And it's by Gaylord Hauser, who I think was like one of the first sort of health mm. people. Mm, celery seed. Mm. So good. That on like um, mashed avocado on a bagel. Wow. With wow. a little bit of brags, baby. Great. Um, soy sauce, not in the fridge. Soy sauce, not in the fridge. 
Okay, soy sauce not in the fridge, miso, yes, in the fridge. Yes. Sesame oil, not in the fridge. What if I was like olive oil, obviously in the fridge? <laughs> I'd be like, ah. <laughs> um, of course, no vinegar is like nothing, n- none of that stuff is going in the fridge. No. I'm trying to think of my liquids that I do keep in the fridge. Do you keep, well, we've talked about this, vermouth? Any no, any of those in the fridge? Maple syrup I keep in the fridge, although that seems like it should be self-stable. That's a good point. We should look into that. Uh, we have uh, no idea. We also keep ours in the fridge. Although in our apartment, we did not keep it in the fridge. Are you a butter in the fridge person? Yes, unless I know I'm... I feel like I tend to, I'll take it out in the morning and know that we're going to like be using it all day. Yeah. But I, I wish I want to be like someone who keeps it out period. And like one of those cute little, I love the little water cup. I thingies. know those are really nice. Um, I hate cold butter. Although Me I too. just got one of those cool knives that has like the little holes in yeah. it. Is it nice? I can't get it to work. So no, oh. my, what I've started doing recently is running my knife under hot water. Uh-huh. Cause I like to keep my butter out, but I have no idea where our butter dish went. And it's like, if, unless you're using your butter really consistently, it doesn't go bad of course, but it just starts to get a little, like, you'll see that the outside is a little yellower than the inside, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's in the refrigerator right now, but just running my knife under really hot water, then the, suddenly the night, the butter it's soft to cut through. It's like so, working at an ice cream store. Right, yeah. Run that knife, yeah. your cool new one. Let's see if it works. Things that don't go in the fridge, uh, tomatoes. Of course, know, we're not dumb dumbs. I know, but people are doing it. People like, are doing it. Tomatoes are not in the refrigerator. Like if I buy an eggplant, it's not in the refrigerator. Um, please, buy, onions. Onions, garlic. not in the, no, of course, potatoes. I mean, these are things, people. We've spoken to you before. We know you're not putting those things in the refrigerator, right? Yes. And also, quick uh, pantry organization tip. Keep, obviously, your alliums together, your onions, your garlic, your shallots. Do not mix them with potatoes because potatoes release something and it makes the garlic get turned into a weird alien garlic and it makes the onions rot. Uh, Mushrooms, if you're going to buy mushrooms not in bulk, which you should be doing, and you do something terrible and buy them in those little like plastic covered little styrofoam things take them out of there don't just put them in your fridge the mushrooms hate moisture when it's trapped right i mean the thing is they they love moisture they're like we're just gonna grow more mushrooms yeah it's like insane (laughs) so please just put them in a beautiful little like brown paper bag you could even kind of keep it open in your fridge here's my beautiful little like foraged mushrooms yeah they want Fresh air Mm -hmm. or just like circulated air, as we've discovered. What do you have like fridge organization tips? Are you like, oh, I use bins for blah, 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 or like? Um, No, I have bins and I wanted to use them for my fridge, but then my pantry was so disorganized that Mm. I used them for my pantry. But I'm it's a good use. My next apartment or house or wherever I live, hole in the in the ground, (laughs) will have (laughs) next hovel. I really want like some beautiful bins, baskets vintage glass refrigerator containers like you know oh, those little thing yeah heavy lids i love those i love those too well i just bought harry convinced me rightfully that we needed a lazy susan in our fridge Game like a changer. small lazy susan so now that's a very nice place to be like oh several of our condiments like live on there now mm-hmm. olive paste is also staying in the refrigerator obviously good love my olive paste pickles 
I mean, now I'm just like saying random things that's like, of course those are in the refrigerator. Well, you'd be surprised. I have this little, uh, shout out to Sid sauce. My friend Sydney makes this really great kind of olive oil based kind of hot sauce condiment thing, Ooh. but it's mostly olive oil, mm-hmm. but there are all these different spices in it. And someone at, at the house where I live keeps putting it in the fridge and it's like, no, it doesn't go. It's hard. Now it's hard. And I can't uh. just use it with abandon whenever I want. It's also when that olive oil turns hard, like sometimes I'll make a dressing and then, you know, use half of it yeah. today and then there's some left over and I put it in there. And of course you can eat it the next day. It's totally fine. But something changes a little bit yeah. once it's hardened and re It's hard to get it like, to completely emulsify. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not into it. Guys, please don't ever put your olive oils in the refrigerator. This is the thing that I do keep in the refrigerator. Walnut oil. Uh-huh. Pistachio oil. If you have like any of those kind of nut oils, mm-hmm. those do go in the fridge because those go rancid super quick. But a walnut dressing, a walnut oil dressing is like one of my favorite things in the world. I made yeah. one this past week yeah. and I was like, I gotta do that. Why have I not been doing more of this? Yeah, I like the bin idea, but then I'm also like, if I went over to somebody's house and their fridge was like really fucking organized, yeah, I'd, I'd be, be like, okay. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little organized. Yeah. Like, I like the idea of having little areas, but I was trying to do a little bit of research and it was like, you should have a bin that says, eat this first. Yeah. And, you know, a bin that says, like, yeah. waters. It's like, no, we know. Yeah. I have eyes. <laughs> if I can read the sign. Yeah. It I could be good, though, if you had, like, a big family with, like, teenagers or, like, a, you know, kind of mindless partner of just be like eat this eat this first and a section that says to no. go snacks i'd fucking kill myself not that but just like <laughs> someone needs to eat this it's gonna go bad because yeah. I-, I find it now living with all these people something in the back of the fridge goes bad and people are ordering takeout it's like we could have eaten that but no one could see yeah. it they forgot to open the fridge and- well the t- i mean i do so part of what i noticed about like yeah i can see everything in my refrigerator because i cook everything the day that I'm going to eat it. And if I have leftovers, I usually eat them the next day. Mm-hmm. So I think like I'm anal enough that I can see right. everything in my refrigerator. Whereas of course it's like, Oh, my God. oh I had, you know, we ordered in takeout and then the next day, mm-hmm. so-and-so came over with sandwiches and like, it's yeah. just full of, but then I'm like, none of that feels that appealing anymore. Right. I feel like if things are kind of three days old and it's like, well, we got to eat it. It's yeah, but hard to find the appeal. I know, but you got to d- dig deep. I've been yeah. digging deep. Reconstituting leftovers is super important to me. Exactly. No, me too. That's but th- yeah. that's why I never have them. Is because yeah. I'm like, well, you don't, it, it makes me too anxious. No, well, I mean, no take small, out. Very small household. Yes, it's true. It's true. We're a two person household. Yeah. I know nothing. <laughs> um. Well, I would say if you do, if you are having trouble organizing your pantry. You, you got the, Sophie got the lazy Susan for the fridge. I have multiple lazy Susans in my pantry. It really, being able to rotate things helps you see, like I put all my vinegars in one, like there, I have one that's like, uh, walls so that things aren't falling off of it. I, the one that I got for the fridge, it doesn't have walls, but it has like a barrier. Mm -hmm. Cause that I was imagining when I bought it, I was like imagining myself with one without a fucking barrier. Everything is flying all over. I can't, cannot. So it's spinning around, things are flying. <laughs> it's a mess. Well, I was crazy. <laughs> Tilt a wheel. Um, being able to turn something, also height. I like. I took a bunch of um, like little weird shaped boxes, like a shoe box, and then like an old iPhone box to at the back of my pantry um, create levels. Such so like I idea. made like a spice rack instead of buying a plastic one or just buying anything. Creating levels is key to seeing yeah. shit. 
Well, that's, I think that's why everybody loves a spice rack, which yep. I don't have. So I have like my, both my pantry and my spices are in drawers, which mm-hmm. is very weird actually. Mm-hmm. Like all my olive oils, vinegars, et cetera, like are, live in a drawer, which I know the bottles are extremely well. So like, I know what they are. From the top. And my spices, now I've started, I got some like masking tape and I label everything. I feel really like a chef. It's very cool. <laughs> but that's why everybody wants to have those spice racks because I can't see shit in there. No, it's really hard. I think it's, I always think it's so novel that you have like this drawer full of things. But just, I know it feels very like a Mary Poppins bag. It's like, who the, who knows what's who knows? in here? But I can't have a spice rack because I'm always decanting, you know, I'm buying everything in bulk and then decanting it into these like random sized jars. So you can't oh, exactly too, like spice rack it up. Right. It's too, um, like, uh, uh what's the word when things are not, the I same like to size. say wabi sabi, but oh, some oh, might sure. say higgledy piggledy. Oh my God. Neither <laughs> of those higgledy piggledy. Here's the thing I learned about fridge, uh, keeping it clean, which I've never oh. done and wouldn't think to do, oh but apparently God. it's not, it, it works quite well. Uh, if you line your shelves and possibly just all the services in your fridge with like paper towels. I was going to ask if you line your crisper drawers. No. You don't? No. I what do you line it with? I usually, I'll just use like a linen towel. I'll just put it on the bottom. So smart. Because also I'm like, especially if I have herbs around in there or like scallions, I don't want them. I'm not worried about them touching plastic, but it's that same thing with the mushrooms. It's like the more it's in contact with something that's not going to like absorb. Yes. The nastier it gets. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I'll just put in like one of my kitchen towels. And then all you have to do is take out the, and launder the towel or, or use the paper towel to wipe it and then throw it away or compost it. I know that all these compartments in the fridge you can rinse and soak in your sink, but they're so unwieldy. It's not easy to clean a fridge. Oh, my God. I hate trying to clean one of those giant drawers. Taking out the fucking... So I took out the fridge. Sorry, I took out the fridge. I took out the shelf in my parents' fridge. It was so heavy. Yeah. And it turned out the edges were fucking sharp. It, like, oh scratched up the counter. Like, it was a whole thing. Oh, my God. And then, and then I, you know, I, like, properly cleaned it, did the vinegar thing, like, did everything. It's that kimchi, man. What am I going to do? But... But yes, exactly. It's quite unwieldy. So having just like lining just your drawer, I don't think you need to do it everywhere. Yeah. Also, especially if you have like, I think some people buy a lot, a lot, a lot of produce all at once. Mm -hmm. And then it's really nice because it's like, I don't know. It just feels like there's some kind of a barrier. Yes. You know, like nothing's going to get really soggy and nasty and then like sitting in juice. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't want that. And, or you don't don't want like the scraggly little hairs from the scallion just like mm-hmm. in there forever. You know what I mean? Yep. Just like in the corners, just yeah. like dust and, and dirt. Because even though a lot of people, I think it's must be so nice to bring home all your produce, wash it and put it in the fridge, but that can um, make it go bad faster. I think. So I'll sometimes do that. If I go to the farmer's market and buy, you know, with my little like produce baggies, my linen produce baggies, Sometimes if I'm feeling very much like that, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I am a person who washes everything at once. Mm -hmm. I'll rinse it and then wrap it in like a linen towel. Yes. And then almost, you know, kind of do like a, like a four way knot on top Mm -hmm. and then just kind of let it sit in there. And it looks very beautiful. I don't, I don't think it rots faster, but it's also just like wash it a la minute. Like who cares? It's another two minutes. Plus, plus it like revitalizes it if you're doing a raw yes. green. Yes. I like this little game. What can you tell about a person by the contents of their fridge? I feel like it is one. It's you can totally get someone's personality. If you just open someone's fridge and you saw like 
a giant bottle of Perrier and champagne. It would be Matthew who we had on the exactly. show. Exactly. <laughs> Wait. So, okay. I have a good question for you, which is when you are, when you and Chris are living in your own abode, what are the things like you always have that are not condiments that are not. So for me, it's like, I always have like one or two cheeses and a hard salami mm. and olives. Yeah. I'll have parm. Yeah. I'll usually have like a, like a snacky cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess parm counts, but like a manchego or like, um, like a baby bell, you know, I do like love something a like baby a, maybe even like some kind of string cheese. Oh, I, I love, do love string, string cheese. cheese so much. Um, maybe because of my life in New York, RIP, I was just always out all the time, like during the day. So my, yeah. my fridge is not stocked with like things that I would grab yeah. to eat. Cause usually I was just gone. Yeah. I, mine didn't used to be, but I think living with Harry, it's like, you know, going to the, like going to Bedford cheese shop is like a really nice outing. Yeah. And now like always having a good hard salami and like a good sort of semi hard cheese, just like have a little snack throughout the day. Cause mm-hmm. like you, I often mm-hmm. will like, if Harry's not here, I won't like sit down and plan my lunch. Yeah. So it's sort of like, you know, having like little things to have throughout the day. Olives are an essential, but I mean, I think there are some families where you go over, you open it and it's like, here's a thing of hummus. Here's a thing of baba ganoush yes. here, you know, to like go with the tortilla chips that are in the yes. pantry, like yes. really planned out stuff mm-hmm. that I don't have, which I, I mean, I don't think I could. I'm sure some people are like, oh, I always have like beans sprouting in my, uh-huh. you know, Oh gosh, that's a different think person, about but. this answer more. Honestly, there's so much to cover here and we've only really mostly done fridge pantry. I wonder if we want to make this a two-parter and do uh, part two sure. in a couple weeks. I mean, we could get in, we can go deep. Because I really want to talk more about cleaning the kitchen because we throw so many parties and are always talking about parties, but we never talk about Let's talk about the, cleaning. The next day. <laughs> okay, let's talk about cleaning in our next solo episode. And then we can play this game more properly. Fabulous. Okay, great. Well, also, because I'll, I'll talk about the, I'm sure you saw the New York Times thing about like, can you spot a conservative or a liberal person by their fridge? I did not. Oh my God. That. I have to what? send this to you. Lots of surprises. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> How did I miss that? Okay. Guys, thank you for listening. We love you. Thank you, Colin. Yes. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. We'll see you next week. And we'll see you on Chip Hour. Goodbye. Bye.